0: OpenAI and Microsoft just announced a multi-year, multi-billion dollars partnership. This is just the development of a partnership which was born back in 2016 when OpenAI started to actually use Microsoft Azure as the go-to platform for the development of, of its AI-generative models. How does the deal work? What's the deal structure? What implication this is going to have? on the future of the AI industry, let me explain in detail. Finally, after a few weeks where we got the news that Microsoft was in talks to actually invest billions of dollars into the partnership with OpenAI, we had the official confirmation from both sides, from OpenAI and Microsoft. They didn't actually uh, name how much money Microsoft is putting into the partnership, but they said that this is a multi-year, multi 1000000000 dollar investment. So we're talking about several of dollars invested by Microsoft into the partnership just to recap a little bit of uh, the whole history so far how things have been structured until today and how things will move forward uh, let me explain how the whole thing uh, you know has gone through first of all openai back in um, 2016 was looking into ways to actually scale up the training of its generative models already back then it was clear that those generative models could be actually could be doing interesting stuff if they were scaled up. And therefore, OpenAI looked into a partner uh, for a cloud infrastructure which would provide the supercomputing ability to actually scale up those AI generative models. That's where Microsoft Azure came into the picture. Since then, Microsoft Azure became the go-to platform for OpenAI to keep developing and uh, pre-training its own generative models. In the meantime, in 2017, there was a change in paradigm with a new architecture presented by Google researchers which was called transformer-based. This was a paradigm shift even because uh, they understood, back then already, by 2015-16, various you know, researchers at uh, both OpenAI, DeepMind and other AI labs that actually those generative models would be producing incredible stuff if scaled up. However, the previous paradigm still saw those models doing quite interesting stuff at very narrow level, narrow tasks, if they were trained you know, with a huge amount of data. So the paradigm was still quite limited. Things changed substantially when in 2017 this new transformer-based architecture was presented and this actually shown An incredible thing that you could probably scale up those generative models by having them become general purpose engines meaning those models for the first time would be able to generalize across a various set of tasks not anymore very narrow ones like in the past like for instance you had an AI which would be able to play the game of chess and then afterward the game of go but then if you put the AI doing anything else it would be completely completely numb so there was a change in paradigm Therefore, 2017 going forward, the computing power needed to develop further and further um, pre-training for those large language models. And let's remember that the pre-training is really a, um, a, a process where you feed into the, the AI models, the you know, transformer-based architecture, a huge amount of data potentially the whole web, and a huge amount of parameters, potentially in the order of billions of parameters. And uh, through a huge amount of parallel computing, so an AI cloud infrastructure and AI supercomputer like the Microsoft Azure one, you could actually sustain the cost of of scale. And by having those models scaling up, that's how you have them generate incredible outcomes. That was the result of the OpenAI research and what brought actually to the development of the GPT models. What happened is uh, as we move forward and OpenAI finally comes out with GPT-2, it also becomes uh, clear that uh, OpenAI needs to move from the research lab space into the business world to actually get the capitals needed to move fast and start developing tools which could become iterative on the market. Therefore, in 2019, OpenAI changes its structure. It uh, transitions from a research lab where uh, actually it was purely a non-profit organization to become an hybrid organization where I already explained in previous episodes and on the blog on my newsletter many times over how OpenAI transitioned from non um, nonprofit to actually creating an entity an, uh, an entity called OpenAI Inc. which is actually the container of the, the, uh, the nonprofit foundation where there is a board which board actually acts as the main decision maker for the OpenAI LP which is another entity which is a for-profit organization which though is not 100% for-profit as is a non-capped is actually a capped profit organization a capped profit organization it means that actually OpenAI LP for its LPs so its private investors or you know other investors in the LP would, dis- would distribute only and around Uh, actually 100x the initial investment. Of course, this depends highly on the uh, agreement with each LP, meaning that each LP has an agreement with OpenAI LP where there is a cap to 100x the initial investment that the LP has put into OpenAI. That was the structure which was decided in 2019. After a few months by uh, you know, OpenAI uh, creating this structure, actually there was an agreement and a partnership, a further partnership between OpenAI and Microsoft, where Microsoft invested a further a billion dollars into the partnership to actually keep developing the AI supercomputer to enable OpenAI to keep developing its own uh, models pre-trained models and that's how we went from GPT2 to GPT3 GPT3 was released in 2020 again a uh, year Microsoft was already the commercial partner the exclusive commercial partner to distribute and uh, develop and integrate the OpenAI products into its own, but the interesting part at the time, back then, the kind of uh, the the kind the framework for which OpenAI the OpenAI followed to actually push its uh, products on the market was based primarily on enabling a set of APIs to actually have businesses start to use those API endpoints to do various uh, use cases. One of the most uh, important use cases uh, in the 2020 was the content development side. Therefore, the generation of content by using AI. There was the explosion of a first software industry based on the generation of content that scale through the use of GPT-3. The interesting part is that through an uh, API endpoint model, OpenAI could keep control over the generation of the content and, and therefore the use cases that were actually adopted on top of it. Things uh, progressed rapidly, uh, rapidly as OpenAI uh, further developed its uh, GPT-3 model, until the huge change, also in the way OpenAI releases products. And it, this was a turning point, as explained in previous episodes. OpenAI released back in November 30, 2022, ChatGPT. ChatGPT was actually uh, finally a consumer product, a, con- a conversational interface, which was using the uh, latest underlying version of GPT-3. And in addition, on top of it, it was using a human-in-the-loop model called InstructGPT, which was using an additional check and so-called supervised fine-tuning, where humans would be actually showing the machine after it had been pre-trained with a, an unsupervised uh, approach uh, on a, as a general-purpose engine would be trained on very specific examples so that the machine could actually be made more uh, well-versed into specific tasks and actually made more truthful as it went by. This was a huge turning point because finally OpenAI released a consumer product and for the first time in the market we saw a real AI consumer product after years of neural nets. There, this has been a revolution, and as I explained in previous episodes, this has been both a curse and also a blessing for OpenAI. It was a blessing because, of course, OpenAI attracted the uh, the attention of millions of users, where in December alone, was probably the site, the website traffic on OpenAI uh, website actually jumped from 18 millions to over 300 millions according to similar web data. But the interesting part is With this kind of development for OpenAI, it also opened up a Pandora box where OpenAI could not get back anymore because the kind of attention that it had was an order of magnitude more than what they expected, as actually Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, explained in an interview just a few days ago. And that's the interesting part of where the Microsoft deal comes to the picture. Now, OpenAI needing a lot of computing power to keep sustaining the development of its new model and pre-training of its new models like GPT-4, but also to keep sustaining ChatGPT as a free tool on the market with a lot of computational needed and cloud infrastructure needed to keep sustaining it as it's scaled, this prompted very, very quickly a further development of a partnership between OpenAI and Microsoft. And that's where we are today. This partnership has been confirmed. Microsoft has invested um, in a multi-billion dollar deal. So it has invested multiple billions into this deal to get uh, many years of commercial. And again, we don't have here yet a specification of how many years, but um, they got into a deal where for a few years or different, you know, more years, uh, Microsoft has the commercial partnership with OpenAI. What does it mean? Well, from the OpenAI standpoint, OpenAI is going to get the infrastructure it needs to keep scaling up its business model, its technology, its infrastructure, meaning that, as I said, you know, to keep pre training its own uh, language models like GPT-4 is going to need a lot of infrastructure consumption on top of Azure. On the other side, it's going to need support from Microsoft to actually keep serving ChargeGPT as a free tool. And then on the other side, yet it's going to need help from Microsoft's side in distributing those uh, products. Because as you can imagine, uh, you can do it uh, as OpenAI at a uh, consumer level and try to do it at B2B, B2B level. But then with Microsoft, you can also have a more solid enterprise partners. While on the other side, Microsoft also looks into ways to integrate, integrate into its own enterprise B2B and consumer product, uh, products. So, According to what Microsoft said, uh, there are three points on which the partnership is developing right now. First is supercomputing at scale, so Microsoft will keep investing a lot of resources into developing its own AI infrastructure and AI Azure supercomputer, which is the underlying force of all the AI that OpenAI has been doing in the last years. Then there will be new AI-powered experiences. As explained in previous episodes, the, the Microsoft strategy is moving in various directions, first integrating all the OpenAI products into its own enterprise platform like Azure by making the APIs of those OpenAI products available also into Azure. Therefore, as a developer, you will be able to also leverage all the OpenAI products within the Microsoft Azure enterprise platform. On the other side, Microsoft will also be integrating those OpenAI products within its own consumer products. Another point is that they will be launching together other products. So in exclusivity, they will actually look into ways to actually launch new products together, like the example of GitHub Copilot. Now, the interesting thing is, of course, on the other side, most of the expenses for Microsoft, in this case, will be uh, providing the infrastructure needed to OpenAI to keep, again, uh, enabling it to uh, uh, pre-train, further grow its own large language models and possibly move toward the Second point, being able to sustain the API standpoint of OpenAI, because let's remember each time that you go through the OpenAI APIs, you're going through a cloud infrastructure, which is Azure. And a third point is sustaining the product, which is GPT and going forward, so that uh, OpenAI can tackle also the consumer market. This is, an impressive business strategy because it's moving in all possible directions. This means that the market of AI from a commercial standpoint might evolve extremely 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 quickly this year as it's gonna need to provide a solid foundational layer and things are heating up quite fast therefore if you are Google or Amazon or Apple or Facebook or Stability AI you need to actually uh, get back and uh, make sure that you can launch things quite quickly to actually make sure that you can get back on track on this AI race. That's pretty much for this time.